Welcome to Men Alive, a biblical journey to help us conform to the image of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Paul Estabrooks. Our teacher is my longtime friend, Dr. Jim Cunningham, consultant in adult education, director of Go Teach Global, and author of the book, Men Alive. Jim, countries and even individuals go through times of peace and times of conflict. What insights does the Bible give about why we have these cycles in history? Let's consider what we'll call the biblical cycle of grace, mercy, and judgment. On a positive note, we begin with an individual or a country that is experiencing a time of peace and prosperity. Things are going well. During this time in history or in our personal life, we are experiencing God's unmerited grace and mercy. In Deuteronomy 6, 10-19, Moses tells the people, you are going to experience a time of delight. Moses said, the Lord your God will soon bring you into the land he swore to give you when he made a vow to your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It is a land with large, prosperous cities that you did not build. The houses will be richly stocked with goods you did not produce. You will draw water from cisterns you did not dig, and you will eat from vineyards and olive trees you did not plant. When you have eaten your fill in this land, be careful not to forget the Lord who rescued you from slavery in the land of Egypt. You must fear the Lord your God and serve Him. When you take an oath, you must use only His name. You must not worship any of the gods of neighboring nations, for the Lord your God who lives among you is a jealous God. His anger will flare up against you, and He will wipe you from the face of the earth. You must not test the Lord your God as you did when you complained at Massa. You must diligently obey the commands of the Lord your God, all the laws and decrees He has given you. Do what is right and good in the Lord's sight, so all will go well with you. Then you will enter and occupy the good land that the Lord swore to give your ancestors. You will drive out all the enemies living in the land just as the Lord said you would. And Jeremiah 29, 7 adds, And work for the peace and prosperity of the city where I sent you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, for its welfare will determine your welfare. In the New Testament, Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy 2, 1-3, I urge you first of all to pray for all people, ask God to help them, intercede on their behalf, and give thanks for them. Pray this way for kings and all who are in authority, so that we may live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. Let me guess. In spite of peace and prosperity during a time of delight that God showers on his people by his grace, we choose to disobey God's commandments. Exactly. The next stage is disobedience. We slowly give up walking in obedience and enter a time of deceit. First, we deceive ourselves and lie to ourselves that we are not as bad as others. Lying to ourselves is called hypocrisy. Then we deceive others to convince them we are okay. Lying to others is called duplicity. Then we foolishly try to deceive God 
and try to convince him we are not sinning. Lying to God is called apostasy. 1 John chapter 1 clearly explains this process. And Romans 1 teaches that when we lie to ourselves and to God, that God gives us over to the advancing stages of disobedience and deceit. Sometimes this happens within governments as well. They introduce legislation contrary to the teachings of the Bible and legalize non-biblical activities in order to gain votes, remain popular, and be re-elected. Many non-biblical laws come to mind. Deceit leads to arrogance and a time of apathy. We begin to suffer from issue fatigue. We cease to care about what breaks the heart of God. Romans 1 says, Since they thought it foolish to acknowledge God, he abandoned them to their foolish thinking and let them do things that should never be done. Their lives became full of every kind of wickedness, sin, greed, hate, envy, murder, quarreling, deception, malicious behavior, and gossip. They are backstabbers, haters of God, insolent, proud, and boastful. They invent new ways of sinning and they disobey their parents. They refuse to understand, break their promises, are heartless, and have no mercy. They know God's justice requires that those who do these things deserve to die, yet they do them anyway. Worse yet, they encourage others to do them too. Then Peter adds in 2 Peter 2, 1-22, There will be false teachers among you. They will cleverly teach destructive heresies and even deny the master who bought them. In this way, they will bring sudden destruction on themselves. Many will follow their evil teaching and shameful immorality. And because of these teachers, the way of truth will be slandered. In their greed, they will make up clever lies to get hold of your money. But God condemned them long ago, and their destruction will not be delayed. The next phase is judgment, or a time of punishment. God keeps his word. He guarantees a day of reckoning comes to all who disobey him, whether individually or corporately. Isaiah 66, 16 says, For with fire and with his sword the Lord will execute judgment on all people, and many will be those slain by the Lord. And 2 Peter 3 adds an even stronger warning. Listen as Paul reads it. Above all, you must understand that in the last days scoffers will come, scoffing and following their own evil desires. They will say, Where is this coming, he promised? Ever since our ancestors died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. But they deliberately forget that long ago, by God's word, the heavens came into being and the earth was formed out of water and by water. By these waters also the world of that time was deluged and destroyed. By the same word the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire, being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. Before we go further in the cycle, you are listening to Men Alive with Dr. Jim Cunningham from Go Teach Global. Our free offer this week is a copy of this program with a chart of the biblical cycle of grace, mercy, and judgment. Request it by contacting Dr. Jim at menaliveuntogod at gmail.com.
That's menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. Now comes calamity and disaster, the polar opposite of peace and prosperity. We are moving into a time of tension. Throughout biblical history, this was often the time people called out to God and begged for his deliverance from their difficulty. The Lord's anger would be roused against the children of Israel for their disobedience and arrogance. God would send famine, pestilence, bugs, invading armies, plagues, whatever it took to get their attention and turn back to the Lord. Deuteronomy 31.17 says, Then my anger will blaze forth against them. I will abandon them, hiding my face from them, and they will be devoured. Terrible trouble will come down on them, and on that day they will say, These disasters have come down on us because God is no longer among us. Calamity and disaster move many to obedience and a time of truth, both individually and nationally. Obedience is 180 degrees in opposition to disobedience. Prophets like Nehemiah, Jeremiah, and Daniel identified with the people and said, We have sinned, not you have sinned. We are all part of the problem and the solution. This leads to humility and a time of conviction, the opposite of arrogance. Once we humble ourselves and turn to the Lord, He is gracious and just and loving and kind and hears our prayers and heals our land. Proverbs 15.33 says, Fear of the Lord teaches wisdom. Humility precedes honor. To which the prophet Zephaniah adds, On that day I will gather you together and bring you home again. I will give you a good name, a name of distinction among all the nations of the earth as I restore your fortunes before their very eyes. I, the Lord, have spoken. Zephaniah 3.20 Finally, we get to repentance and a time of restitution. Numbers 5.6.7 clearly says to the Israelites, Any man or woman who wrongs another in any way and so is unfaithful to the Lord is guilty and must confess the sin they have committed. They must make full restitution for the wrong they have done add a fifth of the value to it, and give it all to the person they have wronged. And 2 Corinthians 7.10 teaches, Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret, but worldly sorrow brings death. The scriptures are clear. The way to break the cycle of judgment is by repentance. We confess our sins to the one who is faithful and just and cleanses us from all wickedness. God loves us and desires to see us serve him in spirit and in truth. We can rejoice that Jesus used the phrase Abba, Father, when he addressed God as his heavenly Father. God is our Father. You and I were captive to the enemy of our soul, Satan. He was our spiritual Father. He was an abusive angry, addictive, evil, spiritual father. Then by God's grace, Christ paid the price for our salvation. We were adopted into his eternal heavenly family as one of his children. We have the rights and privileges that go with being in his family. The Apostle Paul said in Romans 8.15, The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received 
brought about your adoption to sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. We accept his salvation by faith and are released from the kingdom of darkness, no longer under judgment. We received God's saving grace and mercy. We are free from sin's bondage. Our confession of sin and repentance of wrong has freed us to be at peace with God. We become recipients of His blessings, born anew, living in freedom, a time of delight. We are on your side, men. We want to help you stay away from calamity and disaster and move towards peace with God. Remember, we're offering this week the chart of the biblical cycle of grace, mercy, and judgment. To request your copy of the chart, email Dr. Jim at menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. That's menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. Men Alive is a production of Go Teach Global. For more information, visit our website at goteachglobal.com. Until next time, I'm your host, Paul Estabrooks, on behalf of Dr. Jim Cunningham, encouraging you to break the cycle and become men alive unto God and His Son, Jesus Christ.